1: Welcome to the Rudder grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It's June 14th. It's 2021. We have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. And I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, what's happening, my friend?
2: Nothing much, man. Had an eventful weekend. And, uh, you know, we talked about this on the Friday pod that I would be back at the beginning of the week. I have returned. Uh, I think we may have helped some folks make a little money. I, I know we like Cincinnati, and I think I ended up liking the Brewers, and they didn't quite get there exactly how I thought, but they did score some runs. But uh, I know I got a, a beautiful text from you on Friday. Nick Castellanos just got us going early, and they just didn't stop scoring runs. So it was a uh, good Friday, and, and let's see if we can do the same thing to bring the weekend right.
1: Yeah, if you listen to the podcast Friday, you probably made money. Yeah. Um... So I know I made money on Friday and I can't remember the last Friday slate I made money. So I was super pumped. Uh like Will got a text early, like he said. Um I was like, well, that didn't take long for Castellanos. I think it was like two or three minutes into the slate or something like that. But um yeah, Friday was really good. Had a good weekend in NASCAR and um yeah, man, just ready to get we we have um we have to look at it and be like, all right, well, we ended the week on a really strong note. Now we got to start the week on a really strong note. Um, So 13 games to get through here today. We get started with Pittsburgh at Washington. JT Brubaker against John Lester. This game opened at nine. It's down to eight and a half. Washington's a 122 favorite. Any interest here in JT Brubaker?
2: Uh, I don't think so. Um, and, and this slate is a little bit weird for pitching. And, you know, we may have to make some tough decisions, but I don't think I want to make it with JT Brubaker uh, in Washington. You know, I I still think Washington can hit a little bit. Uh, And then Brubaker, I mean, you know, it's probably not going to get past 90 pitches in my opinion, if that. Um, So ERA is fine, but I I just don't think he's someone I'm going to need on this slate. So at at 7,200, 7,300, excuse me, just going to be a pass.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's the worst play on the slate at 7,300, 24% K rate, good XFIP, good walk numbers, generates ground balls. The matchup, I don't think, is too terrible. Like, you look at the bottom of this order, there's a lot of strikeouts towards the bottom. Um, you know, and even if they, if they hit Schwarber leadoff again, there's a lot of strikeouts there. So, I mean, overall, I think that this is not a terrible spot. For JT Brubaker on the other side you got John Lester John Lester is a pitch to contact type of pitcher nowadays I mean even on like a five game slate I don't see myself using John Lester this is one of the worst offenses in baseball but I still don't see myself using John Lester here nope no John Lester at all um On the Pittsburgh side of thing, as far as the bats goes, Hayes is forty three hundred. He has fantastic numbers and a very small sample size against left-handed pitching. He would be the guy that I would be really interested in in this spot, you know, looking at his hard hit rate over 40%, 48% really. um, high ISO numbers. Lester's that pitch to contact type of guy. He's a one-off. I don't mind Stallings, but he's a little too expensive. So I think Hayes is a one-off is really all I'm looking at here for Pittsburgh, Will.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, typically I'm always trying to find ways to stack against John Lester. Uh, you talked about the fact that Stallings was 4K. I, I I just wish there were maybe a couple more righties, but I I think I am going to have th- – this would be my my day – to have a Pittsburgh stack, if I'm all training, maybe about 5%. Um, I don't think they're going to attack. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be a team that maybe, you know, gets a lot of ownership. But and, – and Pittsburgh isn't great. But overall, I think I'm willing to stack them against Leicester in hopes that Leicester implodes here. But but it's just, that's all it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Um, I I don't think – it's a bad idea to stack Pittsburgh. It's just so hard, man. It would be interesting to see. I know Colin Moran's kind of banged up. Um, if he's out of there in, it, it would do, it, it would really kind of depend on where they hit some of these guys. Cause Reynolds is cheap at 3,300. Um, he's batting up towards the top of the order. I think it would really just come down to, I mean, maybe a three man stack. I don't think I can full full on stack it, but I mean, Eric Gonzalez, he's been really decent against left-handed pitching even, you know, since the start of last season. Really low strikeout numbers. He's 22, but you got to use a first base spot because you're probably, you know, if you're stacking this team, you're playing Hayes. So I think that's where you kind of run into problems. But, I mean, I, I get it. On the Washington side, I mean, you can always play Soto. You can always play Turner. Schwarber's okay if he bats leadoff. What's your thoughts here on Washington?
2: Yeah, I think that's just kind of where I'm at. Um, Brubaker's doing a lot of sliders, the righties. So, you know, for me, I think, you know, I'm just kind of going to stick with these lefties. Schwarber at 41. Soto at 6K. Bell at, you know, 4,100. You know, I'm not sure if anybody wants to take a a trip down narrative street. I'm not really big in the narratives in baseball per se, per se. Uh, But uh, I I totally, you know, I, I like the price on Josh Bell no matter what. So, um, I'm not as interested in the righties, but some of these lefties. And Soto is very expensive. Like, I don't think he should be 6K. I, I think Soto should be uh, low fives, high fours, just, you know. But hey, who am I?
1: Moving on, we got the Cubs and the Mets. Arietta against Peterson. And this one, this game, currently at a seven and a half total. It's a pick them game. Some books already have it up to nine total as a pick em we'll see where it ends up um any interest here in Arietta? No. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Mets offense is fantastic um but I feel like they're good enough for me not to play Jake Arietta. On the other side of the game, we got Peterson, any interest in him going up against the Cubs here?
2: No. Can't do it.
1: I mean <sighs> I'm I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to Peterson.
2: He's 7600. If he was 5K, I, I I'd be in.
1: No, I know, but I I feel like <laughs> we we don't have like easy choices, like definite player pitchers today I, I, in I'd this be range. To
2: just spin up to, to Alex Wainwright today. That that's I guess that's why I let in saying this is kind of a weird slate because down here in the bottom, it's really ugly. Like it's it's just ugly.
1: Something that I've never said before. I think I'm gonna pay up for Adam Wainwright. I don't think those words have ever come out of my mouth. I, I um, know,
2: but that's that's <laughs> the slave <in. laughs>
1: Yeah, man, I, I I get it. I'm just saying that's why, like, that's why I don't think it's like the craziest thing to maybe take a shot on Peterson. There are a lot of strikeouts here. Um, yeah. you know, Contreras, Hap, Wisdom. Alcantara, if he's in there, he strikes out a lot. Um, you know, we'll just have to kind of see what the lineup looks like, I think, for Peterson. He's dealing with like Baez is banged up if he's out of the lineup. Um, you know, he's been dealing with like that thumb injury. I mean, I think it's just really gonna come down to um this lineup, to be honest. So we'll see. Um, let's talk Cubs bats. I mean, obviously got Chris Bryant. He's obviously one of the you know guys you're looking at in this spot. I also think wisdom is really interesting. He strikes out a lot, but man, this guy in a very small sample size has a ton of power. He's expensive. Nobody's going to play him on a 13 game slate.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, my guy typically with the Cubs over the years has been Jason Hayward. I do like the price at 27, uh, just because he doesn't strike out a lot. I think, but, but I think the only way I play him is if I'm stacking. Like I don't want to. Even though I don't really want to play Peterson, I kind of don't want to stack the Cubs. And – but I totally get it with wisdom, though. Like, he's he's had a pretty good season thus far, especially in the power department. Um, You know, Chris Bryant seems to hit a home run every couple days. Uh, I think this team is a stack or none for me. That's just kind of where I am.
1: Yeah, and then as far as, like, the Mets go, I mean, I know – Conforto's getting close to being back. So we'll have to see if he's back in the lineup. Um, yeah, just going to have to kind of see what this lineup looks like. Obviously, Pete Alonzo against Jake Arrieta, fantastic play. Dom Smith against Arietta, Lindor at 4,200. Like, these guys are, are are strong plays. But I want to see what the rest of this lineup looks like if I want to go for a full five-man stack here.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's that's kind of where I am as well. I think one of the things that's interesting – uh, and this spot is, you know, you talked about Lindor, but I mean, he's he's just, I mean, he's so affordable right now because, you know, the lineup as a whole has just underperformed for most of the year. I mean, Dominic Smith is more than Francisco Lindor. And I'm not saying it's not warranted. I'm saying, you know, it's very interesting. So that's kind of where I am. I mean, when I'm looking at uh, uh Arrieta here, clearly, you know, He's just been struggling. And to lefties, this has just been awful, Stevie. 18% K rate, 11% walk rate. Man, he's so far away from being one of the best pitchers in baseball about four years ago, five years ago, whatever it was. Man, it's, so much has changed. But uh, I, I like these lefties here, bottom line. VR, Lindor, Dom Smith, Billy McKinney, if he's in. I, I'm in on these Mets lefties today.
1: In. Yeah, I could definitely um, definitely see why. Like Jake Arrieta is a very beatable pitcher, so don't mind it, man. Toronto at Boston, Alec Manoa against Nathan Ivaldi. This is one of the games we're going to be watching the weather and seeing what Kevin Roth has to say. Um, Ten total. Boston's a slight favorite at 117. Thoughts here on Alec Manoa?
2: I mean, I don't think I want to take a chance against Boston. You know, if this was a, a different spot, I think I think I'd have some interest. Um, just because it it you know, he, he got up the 90 pitches against the White Sox. Um, you know, clearly, you know, we we'd hope to see a little bit more, but um all in all, I don't I don't think I'm gonna play him today, but it's not because I don't don't believe in him um in terms of where his talent can take him. I just think on this slate, I think I'm going to pass. Wainwright is kind of my uh, my my scale for the day, and I don't think he meets the Wainwright test.
1: I mean, this guy has big time strikeout stuff. Um, the Boston Red Sox, if they throw out that like very right-handed heavy lineup like they've been using here recently, it's kind of what they're they're stuck on right now. Um, I don't think it's crazy to play Manoa in this spot and just kind of hope that he gets around like Devers, Xander, JD, um, because there are strikeouts in this lineup, like even JD and, you know, Renfro, if Dalback is in there, he's a big strikeout guy. Kiki Hernandez is a big strikeout guy. So, I mean, I don't think it's too crazy to play him today. But again, like if you're trying to win a tournament, you're trying to get strikeouts. And he, you know, he kind of fits that mold a little bit. On the other side, we got Nathan Ivaldi here. He's expensive at 8,600. He's definitely been pitching, you know, better this season than he did last season. I mean, this is a tough, tough lineup for a guy <laughs> like Nathan Evaldi. Um, What are your thoughts when it comes to him?
2: it's kind of the same thing I feel about, you know, uh, Manoa, man, you know, I, and I think the thing that scares me with Manoa is just the XFIP and the walk rate. Like I think Manoa is a 11% on the walks, so like a 4.95 XFIP. And it just, I just don't want to take that chance against Boston. Eovaldi has a lower K rate, lower XFIP, right? So it feels like, yeah, we should, we should take a chance, but his matchup is just so much harder than Wainwright's. And look, I know Miami's kind of been teeing off. I know Starlin Marte. I know he's been hitting well, but overall, I still, I feel much better about Wainwright against Miami versus Eovaldi against Toronto. I just, so he just doesn't he just doesn't pass the Wainwright test for me today. Who would have known in, you know, 2021 that I'd be using Adam Wainwright to measure my cutoff line for pitchers? Unreal.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, you know, we'll get to Wainwright in a few minutes, but he has a very, very good matchup going up against Miami. And it's not like we have a ton of pitching um, in this range today, you know, and we have core. So, I mean, there's a lot that we like, that we're going to like as far as bats and everything goes. It's just, you know, trying to find that right mix of pitchers, uh, Toronto bats, anything interesting here for you?
2: Well, I think for me, man, you know, uh, it's going to be primarily fastball for, uh, for Eovaldi. Now, he, he is throw high velocity. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Simeon looks very tasty today. Uh, you know, Vlad's making good contact and that, that's kind of what I want with these guys. Randall Gritchett's making good contact. Uh, so I, I like this team as a at overall, but Marcus Simeon is definitely a favorite of mine. Thing is, you got to pay for him, though. He's 5K. Like, there's there's no discount there at all. But I, maybe I can get a discount with some of these other guys, like Gritchick, you know, uh, Biggio, T. Oscar there in the lineup. That's where I get my discount, because I'm certainly not getting it with Marcus Simeon. But he is a bat that I really like from this team.
1: Um... Yeah, I don't mind stacking Toronto just because of the upside in general. What are your thoughts here on the Boston side of things?
2: Yeah, I mean, I like them too. I do feel like Boston overall is, is probably, you know, a little bit more balanced in the salaries, right? Like, you know, I, I think, let me see, Toronto has one, two, three. No, they're about the same. Sorry, they're about the same. I, I, I missed JD at 5K. But um, I, I like Boston here. I, I think – you know, in terms of Verdugo at 4,200, a guy's just not going to strike out a lot. I like him. Um, you know, and then you got Christian Vasquez. He's always kind of my, if I can't find a cheap catcher, right, if I can't find, like, I'll just go to Vasquez. But but typically he hits pretty well, so I do like him as well. And then Bobby Dahlbeck down here at 2,100, if he's in the lineup, I mean, that's just, that that's incredible. I, I'd be more than willing to play him in a nine spot today at that price.
1: Uh, moving on, we got Baltimore at Cleveland. Dean Kramer against JC Mahia. Oh man, this is a game. There wasn't a total out for this game, and it looks like it's popped up the nine total. There's no actual line for the game yet. Mm. Um, any interest here in Dean Kramer? No, nah,
2: that's going to be a negative.
1: Yeah, I figured you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, this yeah. just isn't this isn't a great spot. I, I mean, he's just not a big strikeout guy. He's cheap, and that's the only intriguing thing because this guy allows a lot of hard contact on a lot of fly balls. And I in like Cleveland is a pretty neutral ballpark, but I mean, yeah. Yep. Um. The other side of this game, J.C. Mahia, I mean, he just doesn't pitch enough into a game. We're not – like, if I'm going to take a shot on somebody at this price, I'm going to take a shot on somebody that's going to get at least 80 pitches. Um, I can't play him in this spot.
2: Yeah, no, no, not at all. Not at all. He barely passes two innings most games.
1: What are your thoughts here when it comes to the Baltimore bats – in what we kind of expect to be like a bullpen game.
2: Yeah, I I don't hate Baltimore here. I think, uh, you know, this is a spot where, you know, I'd be willing to take a shot. We we talked about the prices. I mean, Stevie, they're still cheap. Mullins, 3,500. Trey Mancini's down to 45. Santander, 3K. Uh, Freddie G, the Galvis man, 3,300. Mountcast, another cheap team that I think has a chance to score some runs in this spot. I, I, I like Baltimore today. definitely on my stack list, like absolutely for these prices.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Baltimore is a team you have to kind of like here. You know, you're going to get a bullpen game, so you never really know what you're going to get um, in these types of games. So on the other side, the Cleveland side of things, I mean, this is a guy that gives up a ton of fly balls and a ton of hard contact. You got Jose Ramirez. Obviously, he's someone that you have to like here. But you got Bobby Bradley, who has just been hitting the ball super hard um, ever since getting called up. His price is finally caught up, but I think he is another guy that, like, if you're stacking Cleveland here, you have to get exposure to him and probably Eddie Rosario at these prices. Oh, man. And, I mean, rolling the dice on a guy like Josh Naylor is never a terrible idea in large field tournaments because of his power.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is – Cleveland is tasty today, and, and, if, and full disclosure, I mean, for some reason, whenever I like Cleveland, they just score like one and a half runs, Stevie. Like, they just don't score. <laughs> but I, I I like them today. I, you know, you're going to anchor this thing with Jose Ramirez. I wouldn't build any Cleveland stacks without Jose today. Uh, Eddie Rosario, you know, I, he's kind of a... I, I like him as a player anyway, even when he was in Minnesota. Uh, 3,600, Stevie. That's that's atrocious i think so he's on the list bobby bradley's on the list harold ramirez at 28 i mean up and down this lineup uh this is a fantastic spot for them i think Uh, as long as the weather cooperates which you know looks like it should i cleveland is definitely a favorite of mine this game stack is a favorite of mine actually i like the whole game
1: yeah i'm with you on that i like the whole game as well Moving on, we got Cincinnati going into Milwaukee. Gutierrez against Eric Lauer. This game's currently at a nine total. Milwaukee's a 136 favorite. Um, any interest here in Gutierrez?
2: Uh, man, no.
1: I mean, I think you have to have a little interest just because of what he just did to this team. Um, Through seven innings, 102 pitches, he struck guys out. He gave up a couple hits and some earned runs. But, I mean, when we're just kind of in the, all right, what pitcher do I play type of mode today? Why not take a pitcher against an offense? It's just terrible. Um, I mean... I think that's being nice. I think the Milwaukee saying they're terrible is being nice. Um, So, I mean, if you're going to roll the dice on some pitchers today, this is a guy under 7K that we already know that, like, if he's pitching decent, they'll let him go. Um, I think you have to look at him. Not a big strikeout guy, but, I mean, here we are, and this is a a terrible offense.
2: Yeah, I think – so here's my question. Are you going to take? And I, I think I know. I think I know who you're going to take. By the way, I, I think I do. Would you take Vlad or would you take Matthew Boyd?
1: I mean, Boyd is another conversation um, that we're <laughs> yeah, g- we're going to have. On that game. No, yeah, no, I yeah. know. Like we're gonna we're gonna have that conversation when we get there, but. I mean, if I'm considering ownership, probably Gutierrez because I, I everybody's going to play Boyd. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other conversation that we can have is the other pitcher in that game, Brad Keller, um, because, I mean, Detroit's not much better. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we're probably not playing any of these, like, super cheap guys today. Um, none of them are in great spots. You know, you got Spencer Howard going up against the Dodgers. We already talked about Dean Kramer. Gonzalez, Marco Gonzalez gets Minnesota. We talked about JC. Um, Matt Peacock is going up against San Francisco. Um, Maybe that's a question mark. Braxton Garrett, we don't really know how deep they're going to let him go. Um, You know, maybe we have that conversation, but he's a lefty facing a team of right-handed hitters. And he's, I mean, so like at the end of the day, I think if you're looking for that under seven K guy, you're looking at um, Gutierrez, you're looking at Boyd, you're looking at Keller. I think a lot of people could look at Kentai Maeda if they feel confident in him pitching deep into this game. So, I mean, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah. Any interest here in Eric Lauer?
2: No, uh, I, I don't want to play him either. Uh I don't care what – I don't care how much Milwaukee's favorite here. I'm expecting the Reds to just continue running up the score right now. So, I, I'm, I'm not playing Lauer at all at 7,900.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a guy, um, you know, if we look at since the start of last season, 415 Woba, 291 ISO, 40% fly balls, 45% hard contact to right-handed hitters. Yeah, he strikes right, he's out. But, I mean – Any kind of contact coming off of his bat is just – it's hard. So, I mean, yeah, I think this is a really good spot to go right back to the Cincinnati Reds. Um, Winker is really expensive for a lefty-lefty, but I think the rest of the stack kind of works here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. For some reason, Stevie, we don't – and when I say we, I mean DraftKings does not want to price Nick Castellanos past 5K. There's something in the algorithm that's keeping his price suppressed, no problem. We'll keep playing them. Uh, 4,800 for Castellanos. Uh, you know, India leading off at 43. Good old catcher, uh, Tucker Barnhart. I, I, don't mind, I don't mind Tucker here at 3,300. So, you know, we, we've got some pieces we can put together. Suarez at 44. Overall, I, just, I, I, I like this lineup. I like the matchup, like the ballpark. I, I, we should be
1: in good shape. Um, the Milwaukee side of things, I mean, I, I feel like Yelich is super expensive, but the rest of the stack is pretty cheap. Um, if you don't believe in Gutierrez, I mean, or if he's going to get any type of ownership, you can look at playing the Brewers here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind Vogelbach for power, I just feel like Abyssal Garcia has been having a fairly good year overall, anyway. So those would probably be my favorite, too. And then, you know, you got two cheap outfielders at the bottom of the lineup. In the event, you end up wanting to stack and Jay Peterson and, and JBJ.
1: Tampa Bay at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Tyler Glass now against Lance Lynn. Um, two of the better pitchers on this slate facing off against each other here. Seven and a half total. Chicago, slight favorite here at 115. Some books have Tampa as a slight favorite. So we'll just say pick them game here. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Tyler Glass now?
2: I mean, <laughs> these are two best pitchers on the slate. I think me personally, if I can fit it in, <laughs> I, I take the under on this game. And I just enjoy the ride that both of these pitchers can hit 10 strikeouts. And Glass now may be a little bit uh, feel a little bit more comfortable with him than Lance Lynn. But but uh, either way, clearly I'm in on glass now today. Just probably the best talent on this slate.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said it, right? The under on this game looks juicy, and these pitchers look fantastic. Yeah, the White Sox are a good team, but they strike out at a very high clip against right-handed pitching. Much would rather have them against left-handed pitching uh, and then Tampa, we know they're one of the highest strikeout teams in baseball. So, I mean, this is another spot for Lance Lynn. My only – okay, my only somewhat concern – I like I like Glass now a lot more than I like Lance Lynn for what yeah, it's worth. Same here. Same here. Um, my concern with Lance Lynn is, like, he does give up fly balls and hard contact, and he strikes out righties a little bit better than lefties, and he's probably going to see – more lefties in this lineup today Um, but I, I mean at the end of the day that's just like kind of getting too technical on this one because these are the clear-cut two best pitchers on the slate
2: yeah man that, that's just how I feel about it they're, they're the two best ones I'm willing to play them against each other Um, you know I do think Lance Lane could outscore Wainwright but Wainwright was kind of just my measuring stick or litmus test, if you will, uh, you know, last night 23 against Detroit, 29 against Toronto. I, you know, and clearly those are right-handed heavy teams, but he's absolutely the next best pitcher on this slate. Like, absolutely. If I can fit them both, which I'm absolutely sure I can with Baltimore, I'm going to do it.
1: I have zero interest in the hitters in this game. Nope. Zero, zero, zero interest. Um, I, I don't want to like skim over it, but I mean, like, sure, you could take power one-offs from this game to be contrarian, but I mean, it's a 13-game slate. Why am I taking pitchers or hitters against the best pitchers on the slate? So yep. that's kind of where I'm at. Detroit at Kansas City, Matthew Boyd against Brad Keller going off in this one. This game has a nine total. Kansas City's uh, 140 favorites. Um, any interest here in Matthew Boyden?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in terms of, you know, starting to get kind of cheap, you know, clearly Boyd has the name value, right? Like, we know he's a guy that's, that's kind of pitched. Uh, this season, it's been ugly, though. Steve, got to admit, you know, 18% K rate, 5.16 XFIP uh, has not been great. By, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and that's to both sides of the plate in terms of K rate, 19.7%, 18.4% to the right side. So um, I think i still prefer Boyd just because I feel like I trust uh, him as a pitcher, but this season he's been God awful. So I really don't want to play him.
1: I'm going to kind of let ownership detect, like decide what I do here. If Matthew Boyd's going to be popular, I'm out. If everybody's going up or playing Maeda or something, then I'll have some interest. Um, I'm going to kind of let the ownership dictate what to do here with Matthew Boyd. And then Brad Keller. I like Keller more than I like Boyd. Um, I mean, Detroit is just... I don't, even, I don't even know like a nice way to say anything about Detroit. I mean, Brad Keller isn't like going to go out here and throw a complete game shutout. But I mean, he does a couple things right. Like he, he generates ground balls, he limits um power to both sides of the plate. Like this is a dude with a 120 ISO to lefties and a 114 ISO to righties since the start of last season. So he's going to generate ground balls, he's going to limit power. Doesn't typically give up a lot of home runs. And, I mean, I would be super pumped for like 15 to 20 points here from Brad Keller.
2: Yeah, I get it, man. I just, I mean, this season's got a 19% K rate, 4.72% XFIP. You know me, I like to hang out in these recent trends, and I kind of just try to see what's going on. But I I don't think I can play Keller, but I get it. I mean, I think if you're playing Keller today, I think it's kind of like you talked about. I think we're trying to get 15 points, right? I think that's our measure. We get 15, and we're out. I think we feel good about it. Would you agree? Yep. Yep. That's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we have to be ecstatic about that. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, l- listen, we're gonna we're gonna get into San Diego facing a lefty in course. I, I mean. That's where, but we're gonna we're gonna eventually get there. So I mean, yeah, like the Dodgers have a good matchup. Some of these expensive bats, man, are in great spots. So uh, let's talk hitters in this game. What's standing out to you for Detroit?
2: Uh, not much. I mean, Brad Keller. You know, listen, he's like fastball sinker mostly, but. Even the righties, man, he's pretty. He's pretty even, right? Fastball, slider, sinker. Uh, so, I know Jonathan Scope was on this massive tear for a while, and he's questionable. I, I do like a left Grossman.
1: hand injury. Yeah,
2: yeah, I do like Robbie Grossman at thirty eight hundred. Like, I I do like the price. You know, and he's a guy that I trust. You know, just in terms of career numbers. Uh, Leadoff guy typically isn't going to put up a lot of duds. I feel like he's like the cash game play. No more Mazzara at twenty seven hundred. You know, I just you know, man, c- could I get a little something out of him too? I don't know. I don't want to stack Detroit, but I'm not afraid to. I just think I don't need them on this slate because they just aren't that great of a team. But in terms of the price, I do like some of these guys as as one offs, like like Grossman, Mazzara. Uh, something like that, but I'm not, you know, maybe, maybe you think Badu has another power surge here, but overall, no Detroit.
1: Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's going to really just come down to, do you feel comfortable playing any of these cheap guys? No, yeah, but cheap. I might have to.
2: <laughs> right. That, 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 and that's, I'm, 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 that's the way I was trying to say it, man. We yeah. Might need I mean one or two of them to squeeze in some of these San Diego bats. It's just, it's just the reality of the situation. And you Matthew, know I hate playing course. Like, I hate playing course, but jeez.
1: Matthew Boyd on the other side. Boyd is a guy you want to attack with right-handed bats. He is really struggling with righties. So, I mean, when you look at this lineup, obviously Whit Merrifield throughout his career has been good against lefties. Salvador Perez is super expensive as a catcher, but he's clear-cut top catcher play on this slate you could save some money here with guys like dozier and soler i know it's been a rough year for soler um if gutierrez is in there he's another guy that's cheap that's good against lefties so i mean if boyd is going to be chalky i definitely don't mind looking at a kansas city stack
2: yeah for sure I Soler's another one i know you know he's, he's got the 3k tag like look man you know, we, we we know he's just a game away every day from just crushing a slate, right? Two two home runs, three K power. This is what we're looking for. Should have pretty low ownership. I am in on Soler and Doja today for sure, in terms of one off play. Love him.
1: Miami at St. Louis, your boy Adam Wainwright going up against <laughs> just today. <laughs> again i don't think i've ever said i'm gonna pay up for adam wainwright um going up against garrett in this one this game has a seven total st louis a 160 favorite um any interest here in braxton garrett
2: no no no. i'm I'm gonna pass i'm gonna pass
1: i mean i think the the thing like i was saying the biggest concern with braxton garrett here is just the fact that this whole lineup is just like full of right-handed bats um like I think he was a first round draft pick. I'm pretty sure he was a first round draft pick. Um, so like prospect wise, decent prospect, um, good breaking ball stuff, not great fastball. Um, you look at his minor league numbers, pretty average strikeout stuff, pretty average swing and strike rate. Even from the little bit that we got to see him last year. Just the my biggest concern with him outside of the lefties or the righties is like his walks and his high whip. Too. I'm I'm not playing Braxton Garrett. Um, Adam Wainwright. I mean, I get what you're saying. Adam Wainwright is facing Miami. He should cruise in this game to a really solid start. But like, he's already had two thirty fantasy point games this season. That's that's one more than he should have all year. So I mean, <laughs> you're 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 playing a guy that's already hit his ceiling for the year.
2: Look, that, that may be the case, but, you know, he's going to mix in some knuckle curve. I don't see anybody in Miami that's got, like, crazy numbers. I mean, contact rates, nobody's past 80%. Whiff rates are up. He's going to throw a little bit of fastball cutter, around 20%. I don't see anybody that's doing anything astronomical. Uh, Adam Duvall does look good against the cutter, but I mean, he still got a twenty-eight percent whiff rate, seventy-one percent contact rate. Uh, you know, I just, I, I think he's got a shot to do some damage here. at Eighty-eight hundred. If I got twenty-two points out of Adam Wayne right today, pushing twenty-five if if he's really cruising. I feel really good about that with everything else I can do with my lineup. So that's kind of why he makes the cut for me. That's why he's like, he, he's my cutoff line today. And it's purely matchup, nothing else.
1: I hear you, man. Um, doesn't mean I have to like it, but I hear you. Um, <laughs> I, I think Adam Wainwright is a fantastic play today. Um, if he's going to be massive chalk, maybe not, Um I mean, I think at the end of the day, do I play Wainwright or do I play Alex Wood? Well, Alex Wood has not been pitching great here recently. Maybe the sticky stuff has caught up to him. Who knows? Um,
2: Resin. Rosin. Resin. Yeah.
1: Dude, it's – I don't even know how to explain it, but we've all been there. We've all tried to do – it they
2: cooked up in the lab. They cooked it up in the lab.
1: Man, we've (laughs) all tried to do anything that we could to get, like, extra (laughs) movement on our pitches. So um, (laughs) – We've all been there. Um, so, I mean, I think that's kind of what you're looking at. I don't know. I don't think people are going to play Tony Gonzalez either. So, I mean, at when you're looking in this price range, Lynn, Wainwright, Wood, maybe Dylan Bundy, maybe Manoa. But I, I feel like Wainwright's probably the Safest option out of the bunch facing Miami. So again, I don't have to like it, but I think at the end of the day, it's it's the right move here. Um bats in this game. Anything standing out to you for Miami?
2: Just uh sorry guys, my goodness. Re- really, it's just Duvall you know. Um Duval, I think on this uh yeah, on this cutter, like. His contact numbers aren't great. His whiff is high, but if he makes contact, Steve, it might fly out of the park. Six oh seven, Moba five twenty four ISO, fifty eight percent hard hard hit rate on that pitch. Uh, that that's just something I noticed. Uh, the ball could be flying out of out of the park.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, like. I just, I don't like anything here from Miami Chisholm and Marte. If you're going to play any of these guys, Dickerson's banged up right now on the St. Louis side. I mean, Arenado, O'Neill, Goldschmidt, Molina, um, like Arenado is expensive, but the rest of the St. Louis stack is pretty cheap. I think you could look at this team as like a secondary stack. DeJong is cheap and kind of mixing these guys where you need to fill some positions in your main stacks.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm with you 100%. Same way I view Baltimore, Detroit, one offs, Kansas City, one offs. Same same type scenario for me.
1: Moving right along here, we got San Diego going to Colorado. Coors is back on the slate. This game has 11 and a half total. Um, San Diego's a 155 favorite. Ryan Weathers, Austin Gomber. It was supposed to be a Lumet, but everything I'm reading says so it's going to be Weathers here going up against Colorado. Um, any interest here in Weathers or Lamette? No. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I,
2: this is going to be the best hitting weather. I think we've seen in Colorado a long time.
1: Yeah. And neither one of these guys is like big, big, like go out and like dominate lineups. So, and then Austin Gomber on the other side, we've been playing him when they've been outside of course here. Cause he's had some really good matchups, but yeah. I mean, he's in cores facing one of the better offenses in baseball um, here with San Diego. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't see myself using Gomber in this spot.
2: I will say this, Stevie, if they would have priced Gomber to like 6k, he might've been my guy. Yeah. And, I, and I really mean that. Like, if you look at what he's done, and, and clearly this was outside of Coors, but at San Diego, you know, 21 fantasy points, uh, 7K, 6 innings. You know, went 8 innings against the Mets, now 4 innings against Pittsburgh, twice. Uh, not sure what was going on there, but 6 innings against Texas, 5 innings against the Marlins honestly stevie i think i might i didn't think i was going to think i didn't think i was going to play him i might be in on austin gomber at 7k and and i might still take the bats against him and i know that probably goes against every fabric of what it seems like but if armor goes out if gomber goes out five innings and gets us 20 fantasy points and then they just slaughter the rest of the game it, it, it makes perfect sense to me in that in that like game script. I think it's possible. I think Gomber at 7k might be the best pitcher in that range and I'm still going to play Wayne, right? But I, anyway, that, that's just how I feel about it. But uh, clearly, you know, San Diego's one of the top tier offenses. On the slate. Sorry about that. Just, I, 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 I think I talked myself into Gomber and I didn't expect that to happen.
1: Listeners are driving to work. They're going, this Will guy, he's crazy. We're not playing Gomber going up against San Diego and Coors. And I'm with them. Um, I'm here to tell you, Will, um, you are crazy. This team doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching. They are going to throw... Seven right-handed bats against Gomber. I think Gomber is the most talented pitcher in this price range. Yes, I think Gomber has the worst matchup, and it's not even close. No, absolutely. Yeah, um, so no disagreement. No disagreement. Um, I'm just, I'm just here to, you know, listeners drinking their coffee, listening to the morning grind. I'm with you guys. Uh, Will's crazy. Um, San Diego bats. I mean, they're the best stack on the slate. They get a lefty in cores, Fam, Tatis, Machado, Myers, Kim. All these guys um, are fantastic plays here. They're just super expensive. And it's not like we have a cheap pitcher just to kind of throw in here and make this work because, you know, that's kind of what we were talking about. I think, you know, Kim, if he cracks the lineup, you could play him at second base. He's 3,100. That helps the stack a little bit. Um, It'd be interesting to see who's catching here. Um, You know, if it's Caratini. Caratini. He's super cheap at 3K, so I think it's all going to kind of come down to what this lineup looks like to try to figure out, like, the cheap. With Nola Hurt, they're going to have a cheap catcher in there, and, like, you know, that's kind of what we're looking at to kind of make this stack work is playing a cheap catcher, playing a cheap second baseman, and just kind of looking at the rest of these guys because, I mean, this is a great matchup.
2: I'm with you, man. Just, re- just remember, Gomber Seven K. You heard it here first. first.
1: <laughs> uh, as far as the Colorado bats go, I mean, they're super cheap. Like they were expensive on the road, and now they're cheap. What? They're, they're what? back home and they're cheap. Like it doesn't. We talked
2: about this. How, how ironic is that? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> what, what are we doing, people?
1: I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't have it either. I don't know. What, I don't even know what to say anymore. Because it's like, I mean, sure, like. You know,
2: Blackman was five K against the Mets the other day when we looked at this, wasn't he? Wasn't he like five K?
1: Yeah, he was super expensive. Um, so yeah, I mean, what are you, what are you doing here with the Rockies?
2: I'm, just, I mean, I think I, you know, you, Stevie. So first of all, everybody, if if you haven't, I know I haven't been on the pod uh, as much for MLB. But you guys know my disdain that I have for cores, and it has nothing to do with how I think the game script's going to go. It's got everything to do with how expensive the prices are typically in cores, and what we have here today is preposterous. And I didn't think I was going to use that word either. But Tappy is thirty eight hundred. Brendan Rogers is twenty nine hundred. If he's in the lineup, Blackness forty six. Stories forty five. This These are absurd prices for Coors now. Colorado hasn't been good, but but they've been priced down coming back home. That's why I'm interested in this game in terms of the Colorado side. The prices are normal prices, which has me in on this game for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and like you said, just kind of looking at the weather, we're, this is going to be one of the better weather Spots we've had uh, for cores all year, so yeah. I mean, you have to you have to kind of like this spot. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got the Angels at Oakland. Dylan Bundy, Sean Manaya facing off in this one. This game has an eight and a half total. Oakland's a one fifty five favorites. All right, Will, what's your thoughts here on Dylan Bundy?
2: Uh, I think something's wrong with Bundy uh, giving up a lot of power, a lot of fly balls. He's always done that, but I I just don't like what I'm seeing here overall this season. So it's going to be a pass for me.
1: If he was seventy four hundred, and I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but if he was a thousand dollars cheaper, if he was a thousand dollars cheaper, I could see myself taking a shot on Dylan Bundy here because there are strikeouts in this lineup. Um, but I mean, that, that's where I like run into the problem. I think the thing that he has going for him is like Kana, Chapman, Pinder, the bottom of the order, all righties. Um, you know, if it's just Olsen and Lowry, that's the only two lefties. We know Bill Bundy's much better against righties, strikes out righties at a much higher clip. But I mean, the price, the price, the price, if you, like I said, if you 74 here, super interested. 84, too expensive. Maniah, i think this is the same thing like shamanaya could easily go out and dominate this game but i mean he's ten thousand one hundred. it's the highest price he's been all season and i feel like he got that price bump for the complete game that he threw against seattle um not too long ago and pitch good last time out against arizona he's thrown over 110 pitches in back-to-back games I've, i just this is a just stay away spot for me. I, it would be a lot harder to stay away from it if the price wasn't so high. But I mean, I'm definitely concerned about like how deep he's been pitching. And it's not like I'm scared of the Angels lineup because I'm not. But I, I think this is a spot you stay away from Sean at this price.
2: Absolutely. That's all it is. Manaya should have been in the 8K range as well. In my opinion. Just my opinion. But yep, no, no Manaya only because of the price.
1: Um, bats, I'm not running out to play bats here. Um, I don't really love anything from the angels. Like if I was going to play anything here, it would probably be Rendon, um, Rendon. He, he's 4,700. His early season slump seems to be, you know, kind of going away here, but yeah. Um, no.
2: Yeah. I, I don't mind. I think just because options still cheap. Uh, Max Stassi still kind of cheap I think you know you look at those prices I think that's why you look at them you know another kind of second a couple secondary pieces but overall I do not want to stack the Angels
1: um yeah even like Oakland like I want the lefty bats so Lowry and Olson, I don't hate those guys but I mean honestly I'm probably not paying 5700 for Olson as a one-off here
2: do you think Mitch Moreland cracks the lineup at 3,600?
1: I mean, there's a possibility because the DH, I think that's, you know, obviously would be somebody else you could throw in there being another lefty.
2: Yeah, that that's – that. those are my thoughts. Like, I, I actually do kind of like Oakland here. I hate Oakland at home when the weather's cooler. I really do. But I think for the price, if you can squeeze in like a little mini – Lowry, Moreland, Seth Brown, Tony, Kemp, like a little mini Oakland stack. Like, I know I named four guys, but like two or three from them, like a little two, maybe more so like a two man with Lowry and Moreland. Like that, that that speaks to me. So uh, I, I like those prices, you know, but Bundy's giving up hard contact. We know Mitch Moreland's going to hit a lot, hit with a lot of power and a lot of fly balls. I absolutely think he could send one over the fence today if he, if he cracks the lineup.
1: Um, Arizona at San Francisco is where we go next. We got Peacock against Wood. This game currently sitting at oh, I had a total written down there. It is seven total in this one. Um, San Francisco is a one hundred and ninety favorite. Uh, any interest here in Matt Peacock?
2: No. Nope.
1: Yeah, easy pass for me. Um, Yaz is back. This lineup is getting healthy again I know Longoria's still out I know Dickerson's still out but I still think this is a really scary sneaky lineup and then Alex Wood I mean the price I, on Alex Wood makes him super playable here um in my opinion you know just it's like oh I wish I wish he wasn't a lefty my problem with like an, a lefty face in Arizona is they put the ball in play a ton. And Babbitt, I feel like Babbitt is going to have to be on Alex Wood's side in this game for him to pitch really well. And, like, I want strikeouts to be on your side. But I think, you know, looking at this lineup, I think there's only one guy with a strikeout rate over 20% against left-handed pitching since the start of last season, and that's Josh Reddick. And we don't even know if he'll be in the lineup or not being lefty-lefty. So, I mean, he was in there against Sandoval on Sunday, so we'll see. But, I mean... I'm so on the fence about Alex Wood. Will, what are your thoughts? I
2: think this is to me. This is just a price play, right? Wayne Wright comes in at twenty eight, thirty percent, and you say, okay, I got to get off some Wayne Wright. Way too much, and I think you know maybe we we filter some of that to Alex Wood, at uh, you know for a l- little bit cheaper price point, and hopes that he can fix whatever's going on within the past couple games and get right here and get us 25 fantasy points. So I think for me, and look, I mean, he's at, at 3.93 XFIP and a 23.5% K rate this season. But I think he's purely going to be a price pl- I mean, an ownership play, excuse me, uh, for Alex Wood for me today. I and mean, that, that's kind of the approach I'm going to take.
1: Yeah, I mean, Yeah. If Wainwright's going to be – if Alex Wood – like, Alex Wood's a huge favor here. If he's going to be chalky, I'm out.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I would rather play Adam Wainwright as chalk than Alex Wood, and I don't think it's that close.
2: <laughs> I'm with you. I feel the same way.
1: Because, I mean, Arizona just doesn't strike out against lefties. So, um, let's talk about Arizona bats here. Um, any interest here in the Arizona bats?
2: I mean, you know, the the ones that I like the most. I mean, Keita Marte, man, fifty four hundred. I don't hate Eduardo Escobar, thirty eight. Um, Carson Kelly, thirty five hundred at catcher. I think that's
1: and he hit lead off on Sunday against the that, lefty.
2: Yeah, that, that that that's your guy. Like, man, if we get him and whew, uh, sign me up, I think those 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 are the couple guys I'm interested in.
1: Yeah, I mean, Marte is expensive, like you said, but. Escobar's cheap, Kelly's cheap, Walker's cheap. Um, so I definitely have Arizona um, on the list of like a value secondary stack for sure. San Francisco, I like San Francisco so much in this spot. I mean, I don't know if they have like the firepower and the home run upside as some of these other teams on this slate, and I think that's the biggest concern. But Belt, Yaz, Wade. Posey. Uh, I mean, Crawford, like all these guys have been hitting the ball so well this year.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm with you, man. And I honestly, you know, Steve, if you get that little thing at the end of the year, that kind of tells you what you've done. I actually think I may have stacked San Francisco more than any other team this year. Second would probably be the Reds. Third would possibly be. (sighs) Might be the Dodgers, maybe Minnesota. But San Francisco is definitely the top of the list because I've just been capitalizing on these cheap prices. And uh, while they are priced affordably or maybe even appropriately, they're still not that expensive. I'm in on San San Francisco today uh, against Matthew Peacock mostly.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to like them, but we'll have to kind of see how it plays out. Um, Philadelphia going into LA facing the Dodgers. Spencer Howard against Tony Gonzalez. Um, let's start here with oh, this game. I don't think it had oh, it has a nine total. Dodgers a one eighty favorite.
2: Yeah, man, big favorite, big. Favorite. Um,
1: any interest here in Spencer Howard? No. I don't know who's pitching tomorrow, like on Tuesday, but I'll I'll be honest with you. If we get like Nola or somebody or Wheeler. Against the Dodgers right now, I have a ton of interest. The Dodgers are super banged up again. Muncy's on the IL. Bellinger's banged up again, dealing with a hamstring injury. He didn't play Sunday. I mean, you got to get around Betts and Turner still, but the rest of this lineup, you know, you're, you're missing Max Muncy, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager. Spencer Howard's just not good. Um, yeah. And Tony Gonzalez too expensive. Um, he came back from a, a shoulder injury and looked terrible couldn't throw strikes his command was all over the place only through 66 pitches and only half of those were strikes um yeah i just i don't see him pitching deep and he's way too expensive
2: yeah 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 not yeah we're not touching him with the 10-foot pole
1: bullpen game uh for the dodgers any interest here in the phillies bats <gasps>
2: I actually don't hate the Phillies today. I, I think for the price you got Odubo Herrera at thirty-two, Segura thirty-six, you know Bryce forty-five, my boy Cutch at thirty-six. Like I, these prices, Stevie, I, I, I think they could get a, a hold to a couple balls here. Uh, I don't hate it at all.
1: Yeah, um, it should be I, good I hitting
2: weather tomorrow in LA too. Should be good no,
1: I, I, I'm with you. I, don't, I definitely don't hate the spot. Um, it's just I don't know. There's so like there's some really good pieces of this bullpen, and like that always makes me nervous. Um, but overall, I think the Phillies aren't bad. I, I probably use them as more as like one-offs here. Harper and Hoskins are in that price range where they're like super juicy. Um and then on the LA side, yeah, Turner and Betts are fantastic. Um, I, I mean, I like the price for Galvin Lux. Um, I just don't even know what we're gonna look at here as far as like a Dodgers lineup. Um, because yeah. of all the injuries,
2: I, I still like him. Like Chris Taylor's been good this year. Turner, which Turner and Betts are expensive. Uh, do you think we'll get a Oh man, I gotta seize.
1: Excuse no. you, or bless you, or um, a chew. Um. Yeah, n-
2: nobody heard <laughs> that either. I hit the mute button really quick. I know
1: you did. Um, um.
2: <laughs> is uh, and and this is something I should know. What about uh, gosh, Mister Three Thousand Hits himself, um, Albert Pujols? Is he? Is he? Is did they send him back down, or is he banged up? Like.
1: No, he's he's in there.
2: That's what I thought. I mean,
1: if 3, Bellinger's out,
2: if if Bellinger's out, do you think he cracks the lineup?
1: Um, pretty sure he replaced Muncy the other day when Muncy got hurt, so he might play like first <sighs> base with Muncy out for listen the time being.
2: I, I Al, Albert Pujols is probably like my favorite old guy pitcher. Right before that, I think it was Adrian Beltre, but now I'm going way back to like the Texas days, but. Adrian was, like, my guy before. I I, I don't mind the Dodgers here when we can get at least three of these guys in the 3K range, like Lux Beatty or Beatty, Holes, and then maybe, like, a Mookie Turner or a Mookie Taylor or a Taylor Turner. Like, I don't hate that at all, Stevie. I like the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I mean, Yeah. Uh, it's just with these guys out, the Dodger stack obviously becomes way more um, appealing price wise. So,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, Minnesota going in to Seattle, Kentai Maeda against Marco Gonzalez, and this is the last one, eight and a half total. Minnesota is a one hundred and thirty favorite in this one. Any interest here in Kentai Maeda? Uh,
2: this is one Stevie, and, and maybe I- I'm not sure if you've been able to dig up any like concrete news i think this is more of a news play in my opinion he
1: threw 54 pitches in his rehab start um i would assume that 70 70 to 75 is probably max room in the spot
2: i don't think i can do it I want like deep down inside, and and this is you know I'm just kind of talking through it. I feel like my gut says play my eight at 7,400, and if he goes out and gets 25, like you're set, right? But my head, my head is just like no, can't do it. But I really want to because of the price and the matchup. That that's really what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean. He's definitely in play unless he's gonna be like massive chalk um so I think it it really just comes down to if we do get news on how much he'll throw which again I think he'll throw like seventy to seventy five and I mean against this team he could put up fifteen to twenty points with them in the minimum pitches so Marco Gonzalez on the other side. I have zero interest in him um, facing a good Seattle or, yeah, good Minnesota team, and they're good against left-handed pitching.
2: Yeah, um, no Gonzalez.
1: Bats in this one. Um, anything standing out to you for Minnesota?
2: Man, you know, <laughs> Donaldson, I, I know Cruz may not have, uh, you know, been, been crushing in, in terms of the numbers that maybe we're, we're accustomed to. But his woba on the year, Stevie, is a three ninety one versus left handed pitching uh, on the year. It, it's insane. ISO three twenty two, two sixty two on the year. Uh, he's still in play. Um, so you know the, these righties, and I know they're expensive. Uh, Donaldson putting up similar numbers. So I, 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 I like the Minnesota righties for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the righties here are great. Nelson Cruz against the lefty, always very, very much in play here. Um, Brent Rooker, if he's in the lineup, he's pretty cheap. Um, Yeah, I mean, and then on the Seattle side of things, is banged up. uh, Like, Kyle Seager is a one-off. And Kyle Seager's 3,400, and, like, he's really the only guy that I have interest in here for Seattle.
2: That's it. That is Quietly
1: has, I think, 13 home runs in the season.
2: Yeah, it's been amazing. He hit one the other day that was like, I think it left the uh, left the bat at like 104 miles per hour, and it was like a flyout. It's crazy. I mean, I, I, we just knew it was gone. It was a flyout. Unbelievable.
1: All right, so let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Pick one of these guys, Will. Who do you got?
2: Jeez, man. I'm going to have to go with my boy Gomber. I I just... I like him better than anybody. It's insane.
1: All right. All right. Um... I mean, I'll go Brad Keller, I guess. Um, Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today?
2: Give me Dylan Bundy.
1: All right. I'm going to go Tony Gonzalez. Way too expensive. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got? Man,
2: I'm going to stick with what's, what keeps bringing us home, man. Give me my boy Castellanos, 4,800.
1: Yeah, I like that one. I'm going to go Nelson Cruz. Um, yeah. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's one of the cheap guys you're looking at to get some hits today?
2: Um, let's go Cedric Mullins. Uh, really really like him a lot in this spot in Cleveland.
1: Uh, I'm going to go Gavin Lux. Hopefully he draws a good lineup spot. Um, coming off a really solid weekend. I'm going to go Gavin Lux.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got, Will?
2: Man, you know where I'm going. Once again, the San Francisco Giants. Let's keep cranking it out.
1: Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, I think this is going to be. Man, it's really hard not to like the Cleveland Indians today. Oh yeah. Oh, I hate liking the Indians, but I. I <laughs> um, any bets standing out to you here, night before?
2: I think one we talked about, and I, I'm going to stand behind this one. I'm just going to take the under in this Ray Sox game. I'm just taking it.
1: Yeah, it's clearly the one that I like. It opened at eight and a half. It's down to seven and a half. I think by the morning we could see it at seven. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you on this one. In, in, I do like books, the
2: under. Any books have it still have it at seven and a half? Like, are, are, All the mean, books are, are,
1: have it at seven and a half. None of them okay. are at eight and a half anymore.
2: Okay. All right, cool.
1: Um, the only other one that I really like is some of the books still have the San Francisco, Arizona game at seven. I kind of like the over in that game. Um, again, Arizona doesn't strike out against lefties. If you can find that at seven, um, I still like the over in that one. So that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: No nah, man, good to <laughs> hang out with you after another uh, NASCAR weekend. And, you know, I'll, uh, I'll see you folks when I see you.
1: That's going to wrap it up for Monday. We will be back on Tuesday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.